0: Hello and welcome to Beyond Books, the Shrewsbury Public Library podcast. Your audible source for the news, the events, the people, and the exclusive behind-the-scenes look at the Shrewsbury Public Library. My name is Dana, one of your hosts, and I'm over here with Mike. Hey,
1: I'm Mike Zeller, the assistant director at the library, and I'm excited to be here as well. Hey, I, I, I've got a lot of pent-up energy because I missed the last. There wasn't <laughs> a, there you, wasn't room for me in the van. So yeah, I it's a two-seater. So <laughs> that's right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so we got you down here today. We have a very cool special guest for us yes. today. This is our first non-library employee on the show. Reaching branching uh, out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, out into the community here. So uh, today we have our special guest, our local historian and author of Brian's School Project, the story about the Underground Railroad. And she also created a companion board game to this book called Freedom North, the Escape Game to Canada Along the Underground Railroad. We have... Carol Baker. Carol. Good Morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for being on the show and coming down here today.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: All right. All right. Great, great, great. So I assume this is your first time on.
2: Oh, yes. On microphone before. <laughs> oh, huh? yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. First and possibly not last.
2: So. <laughs> well, let's
0: hope. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> lots lots
1: of opportunities. This this uh, show is listened to by thousands oh, yeah. of people. Oh, yeah. We get yeah, about get...
0: 3,000 listens uh, a month so, yeah. on this stuff. That's Isn't that great. wild. Cool, huh? That's great. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. So you you've published a book, you've got a, a a super cool board game that goes with it. So tell me how did well first of all, tell me a little bit about you and, and how this came to be.
2: Well, how this came to be, in 2017, I became one of the historians at the First Congregational Church across the street. Sure. And this year, we're celebrating our 300th celebration. That's right, yeah. And our group could not wait to get into the historian's office (laughs) because it's been locked for years. Like the Disney vault. Yes. (laughs) So when we got into the office and started organizing files, I kept coming across interesting little things that sort of pointed the direction in the Underground Railroad. And everything was so secret, and nobody could talk about it. And you could get in trouble, and you could go to jail and be fined. Whoa, crazy. So as the pieces came together, I spoke with them and said, what do you think about making this one of our 300th celebration events? They all loved the idea so that's sort of how it got started. But because we have children in the congregation, there has to be something for them. Sure. So I needed to kind of bring it down to a third, fourth grade level and, and make the story readable for them, but also make it fun. So that's how it started. All
0: right. All right. Very neat. Very neat. So you have this, this, uh, this is, a, uh, um, this is a, a fictional story.
2: Yes, yeah, it's yeah. historical fiction.
0: It, right, right, yeah. About a group of kids, right, who were discovering this.
2: Who go to school here in right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's awesome. So, yeah. so how long did it take you to first create the story, and then tell me the process of the publication?
2: Oh. All right, so first to create the story, this is a, a, a work that I've been in progress for five years. Yeah. I, I presented it to the historians, and they said, oh... You know, that's that's nice, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> and wow, so geez. I put it away for three uh, years. Uh. And then there's a great girl in our congregation, Kathleen Rochelot. She said, let me read it. She's an editor. Oh. She said, this has got good bones. Let me go through it. And she went through it. And she came back with positive comments. So we dug it out of mothballs. <laughs> right. Polished it up a little bit. The second part of your question was the publication process. So I spoke with several different people who have self-published, and they encouraged me, oh, that's the way you need to go. I know nothing about publishing. (laughs) So I said, okay, this is what I'll do. I will send the manuscript to the first publisher, and when they reject me, I'll send it to the second publisher, and so on. Here I am on the Internet. And the first publisher
1: took it. That's that's awesome. astounding. That never happened. Never.
2: <laughs> never. So um, then all I had to do was write out the check, and they did the rest.
0: And this is, I'm just looking at the back of the book here. Doran's Publishing Durant's Company. Doran's Publishing. Durant's, okay.
2: They are out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They were um, established by a black. Group people, so maybe that's why they like the Underground Railroad story. Um, but they did everything. They did the cover, they did the editing, they wow. did the page layout. So it was great for me because then all I had to do was forget about it.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh neat. Yeah, that that's is great. that is excellent. Well, Pitts, Pittsburgh and well, Pennsylvania in general was like a big seat Very of the active. abolitionist movement, right?
2: Very yeah. active. Very active.
0: Oh, very yeah. neat. So the book, so you had the book mm-hmm. and he said, I need to do more. Okay. So tell me about that.
2: All right. So what happened as the story was going on, it can be a little dry. You know, this is what happened and this is where they went and blah, blah, blah. And you you picture a little kid, third grade, fourth, fifth grade. <sighs> boring. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Sure. Sure. So yeah. when I came up with the idea of the school project, I thought, well, the whole, the whole situation for over 150 years was so sad. Yeah. And, and, and you don't want to make it into a game because it wasn't a game. But it would help reinforce what the kids read in the story. The idea is that you set off from the plantation. You draw a card. The, the card sends you to a ship in Wilmington, North Carolina, and then you go on your way, but the next turn, you draw a card, and you lose a turn because you were caught as a stowaway. And so every move that the children make, they're able to see how difficult this trip was for the fugitives who were trying to escape. So then I found a graphic artist and I said to him, so can you build the game? And he started and he did a great job. He gave us the game board, he, he gave us the cards, he did a f- fabulous job. And then for some reason he said, uh, I really can't go on with this project. So then I found Mariah Pike, who lives in Shrewsbury, She put all the little paths to Canada. She took the quilting patterns and put them so that when they draw the card, they would go to that quilting pattern and, and be on their way. And what you see is the polishing that she did to the game. Some kids they got to Canada in two rolls. <laughs> the first roll got them to the Sumner house, the safe house, and then they rolled a six on the dice, and boom, they were in Canada. Yeah, okay. But the others took them a while, and yeah. they were all over. My hope was that this book and this game would be a teaching aid for the teachers who are presenting this in school. Now, I have given it to the school department, and they are looking at it. Cool. But it's step one.
0: Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So when I first was presented the the game, I said, "Wow, this this is legit. I mean, this looks like something you'd buy at the store. I mean, yeah. this is real." Yeah. So, um, d- is there a certain like company that that like how did how t- I because you know who who would think, "Hey, I've never made a board game before. Let me try it." So obviously, you get your graphic designer and people helping you out, but. You, uh, you must have a, go to some sort of a company that has to package it or, or put it all together, right? Okay. So, you know, the board, the, the you know, whatever, right? I mean, obviously, I know we were a big part <laughs> yeah, of that's... this, so I should talk about that now. Yeah. Yes. Um, when I started here and we got 3D printing back up and running, resurrected after the <laughs> pandemic, and one of the first orders I got was to do this insane amount of these little baskets. I did some <laughs> prototype ones, different designs. And then one was picked and I, I spent forever just printing out a whole bunch of these different colored baskets. And I had no idea what the stuff was. I mean, usually when somebody does a 3D print request, I don't know what it's for. I don't ask questions. I just print, right? And I'm, getting, I'm like, this is crazy. What am I doing printing all these all these for? And then later on, afterwards, after print, I'm gonna come to find out, oh, it's for this board, this local board game. Oh, wow, cool, it's awesome. So here I am, boom. I'm given the board, so I go downstairs. I see Sonia in our children's department. I said, "Hey, can you can you grab me the the board game so I could see it?" She pulls it. out, I'm like, "This is real. This is legit. Wow, great!" And I opened <laughs> the box, and there's those there's baskets. That I made whoa, baskets. great! Yeah. You know, wow. You know, so pretty neat. Pretty neat. Who, so, um, who, who, we're so
2: who was so <laughs> grateful that you did that? I'm,
0: I'm happy to have done it. Yeah.
2: So initially, I had gone uh, on Amazon and ordered baskets. Sure. And then we took it over to the Spring Street School after school program to kind of try it out. All the baskets came back <laughs> broken. Oh. They were made out of this woven raffia yeah. stuff. Sure, sure. So we needed something more sturdy.
0: Oh, well. That, uh, that, that plastic of the 3D printer will do the trick for you. So. Yes. Yeah. Who, who, you?
1: who did the designs of the, the 3D design of the basket?
2: That was done by Tim O'Leary. Uh, okay. O'Leary um, Creations. He is a graphic artist right here in Shrewsbury, and he has been such a su- source of support. Um, he helped me design my second board game, Ooh. which is the Rocky Plains story. Shrewsbury was built on the Rocky Plains hmm. So we have got all the original deeds and who bought the houses and where they were and houses that people build and we actually build the town of Shrewsbury. He did that as well as the baskets.
0: Oh, cool. For Freedom North. Awesome, yeah. wow, wow, But
2: the printing, oh my gosh. Yeah, tell me so all about that. I went online and I Googled board game publishers. I want a publisher who will help market the
0: book. Sure. I could imagine this must have been a lot a, more, a bigger to-do than doing the book. Obviously, okay, hey, book publisher, can you make this? Yeah, sure, we'll do the artwork, we'll put all together, boom, done, right? No, Not the same no. thing, huh?
2: So the first company said, well, we only have two colors for the game board. Yeah. And I thought, well, I've got more than two colors. Yeah. And then the second company said, well, you know, we have some problems with our ink. And so we could do 70 decks of cards for you, and they might not be the right color. And I said, uh-huh. well, do I need to pay for the 70 decks of cards? Oh, yeah. You have to pay for them, even though the color isn't. Enough. Now, I'm, I'm
0: curious. As somebody who – I have a I have a small business. I won't talk about that because I'm not supposed to. But um, <laughs> as somebody who has to deal with um, suppliers, right, wholesalers, and stuff like that, there's an MOQ, like a, a minimum order quantity. Did you have that kind of – a?
2: Uh, Of an issue where they they say,
0: oh, you have to make uh, 10,000 (laughs) board games or something. You know what I mean? 2,000. 2,000,
2: Minimum. Yeah. I had to print 2,000. And then I grew up outside of Boston. I went to a publisher outside of Boston, and they said, we do nothing historical or political. Okay. And so that was the end. So I went online to boardgamemakers.com. And had them done in China. Wow. Now, yeah. I had to pay a bazillion dollars for the prototype. Yeah, sure. For the first sure. game. Sure. Yeah. Because I want to see what yeah. kind of work do they do. It was fabulous. Yeah. So then I went back and I ordered 15. And that's all I have. Yeah. So the library got one. <laughs> yeah. The Historical Society in Shrewsbury. The Historical Society in Boylston, they were instrumental in helping me. Yeah. The congregational church and the school department.
0: Nice. Now, my question is um, when dealing with this company, and you had to have this outsourced, um, from the time that you put it together and said, okay, great, you have your prototype made, how long did you have to wait for them to start production until it was shipped to you?
2: I got it in six weeks.
0: Six, six weeks? No six way. Six
2: weeks. Well, Get out of town. everything is done on the internet. I know, you but I mean, they, don't
0: the they have to? They got to make it, and, and it has to get sent from here, from from China, right? I mean, wow, that's, yeah, that's my f- first really super fast. fast.
2: My first game was ninety dollars and thirty eight cents. Wow, with forty eight dollars to ship it to America, that's crazy. I mean, I can go to Walmart and for nineteen ninety nine buy a board game. <laughs>
0: I've 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 ordered product for for my own stuff. And I'm still waiting on it. It's been months, you know? So uh, I'm shocked, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah.
2: So I'm looking for what I would like to do is to submit it to Scholastic oh, because cool. I think it's a great yeah. teacher's aid. But yeah. I don't have a source, you know, to, I can give them my sample game and say, you know, it's up to you guys, but they go together.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They
2: go together. Yeah.
0: Wow, pretty neat stuff.
2: Thank <laughs> you. Know, you're very pretty, kind. Oh, <laughs> hey, yeah, hey, you know. It. I mean,
0: it's 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 not very often that you get somebody who's making a book and a board game. You know what I mean? And I just think it's neat to hear all the you know, the, the the trials and tribulations oh, of, of and trying boy, to do they, all that stuff. They
2: were there, they that's, were there.
0: That's the one thing that's interesting that I think a lot of people don't think about is when you make something, again, I, I worked in TV for a long time, when you when you make a final product, wow, cool, cool video or whatever, people don't realize <laughs> what it took to make yeah. that. Or, you're, you know, okay, you're, you're an author, right? This could be for anybody, all the books that are in this place, whatever, right? Um, cool, great book, awesome story, whatever. But the, the, for instance, uh, when I was, uh, I used to work in uh, Waltham and I knew a chef who wrote a cookbook and he was telling me, he was all cool, you know, wow, great, I got my cookbook published, whatever. And when he was telling me the nightmare that it was to try to get this thing published. Oh, absolutely. Right? So there's that whole behind the scenes story that Mm -hmm. I I find very captivating. So, Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Well, if you're lucky enough to find a publisher, they take it right off your plate. Yeah. You know, um, I think self-publishing would be more difficult, but much more affordable.
0: Yeah, 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 sure. I understand that there's a service, I think it's through, I think it's through Amazon. Um, my old boss in Northbro, her husband grew up in Scotland and wrote, a, wrote an autobiography and just got it published. You, know, you can make as many copies as you want and you can just sell it on Amazon or something like that, right? So I think there's a lot, there's so many more opportunities for people who want to do publishing these days. Maybe not so much for board games, but at least for books, <laughs> right? So
2: yeah.
0: you know? Yeah. So yeah. Very, very neat stuff. Um Thank you. so where what's your plan now? Where do you see this going?
2: I don't know. I mean obviously we're talking I, about
0: scholastic, right? But where where else do you what are you thinking here?
2: First Anything of all, else? I didn't do it for the money. Yeah. So as far as promoting it, you know, it's either gonna catch on or it isn't. I did it for the three hundredth celebration. Um if I'm fortunate enough that it turns into something something lucrative, great. But if it doesn't, again, I didn't do it for the money. Um, toying with the idea, I, when I had done the presentation, um, the Underground Railroad in Shrewsbury examining the evidence, I've got a ton of evidence that points in the direction that this was stop, And I'd love to be able to place one of these dossiers in the library for people who want to research it yeah, hey. but it needs to be edited and mm-hmm. I need to put in okay so you're looking at this photocopy of this page of this land grant huh? You need to have an explanation here's when the guy did this, here's where he lived, Here, you know you need a narration to go with it. And sure. I got so maybe I'll go in that direction but I'm not sure Gotcha, gotcha,
0: okay alright, well hey You know, we're all rooting for you and hoping hoping the best. (laughs) Thank you. It's
2: been a lot of fun, and it's been a great journey, and... and Every time I turn around, I'm uncovering something else, <laughs> and that makes the, the excitement continue. Sometimes yeah.
0: it's not so much about the destination as it is the journey, right? Yeah, yeah. it yeah. is. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. What,
2: so true. What, what
1: was the most surprising part of the, the whole process? You know, what Was there any discovery that you made that you're like, oh, wow, or, or uh, along the line of production, was there any point where you're like, wow, I never would have thought that <laughs> we well, need to do that?
2: Well, the first part of your question the most surprising I stumbled onto right in the beginning, and that was the memorials of Joseph Sumner. Now, he was the second pastor right, who yeah. lived in the Sumner house. He wrote clues into his life notes that screamed that this was, was true. And the thing that was so surprising was he was the pastor of the church back at that time. Yeah. And you have to read between the lines of the memorials to actually get it, and so that was the, was something that was the most surprising. The second part of your question,
1: <laughs> oh, about like when the the production process, like okay. what what was the, kind the of the a-
2: shock, the hot failure was when that first publishing company took it.
1: Yeah, that's wild. You never hear Three that. Three
2: days later, I got the notification, <laughs> your book has been accepted wow. for publication. You could have knocked me over with a feather. Yeah, like, that's, I
1: just that's crazy. Was I mean, amazed. You know, as, as librarians, we interact with a lot of authors or read a lot of, you know, um, interviews with authors. And they all say the same thing, which is like, oh, yeah, you know, it took a 150 submissions or I had to submit, you know, 60 times to different publishers right. before anybody took it. And so that's that's astounding that somebody did it that well, fast.
2: Well, this whole thing has been a gift to me <laughs> because I would never have speculated hmm. in a million years that it, that it would have gone, yeah. especially where it was received lukewarm. And I thought, mm, you know, I'm marching to the beat of my own yeah. drum and nobody else is listening, you yeah, know. Yeah, sure. It's been shocking that there are as many people interested in the topic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, as are. You know, yeah. it, it's there's there's a lot of, um, culturally, I feel like a lot of people are really addressing that nowadays. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot
2: uh,
1: of interest in, in DEI and, and in, um, you know, reckoning with the history of, of mm-hmm. slavery. So it's definitely a, a, a popular topic.
2: Yeah. And then I did find concrete proof. That the Underground Railroad was active in Shrewsbury. Oh, that's in 1792, Benjamin Prentice was caught, apprehended, and taken back to his owner in New London, Connecticut. And a year later, in 1793, he escaped again, lived for a few years in Stowe, Massachusetts, and then moved to Marlborough. And he was, at the time, the oldest living uh, resident of Marlboro. He shows up in the census records, and he's right there. And he was found in Schuster. Of <laughs> course, I want to know who he was with and how he was caught. Yeah. And yeah. was he in Dr. Sumner's barn? I don't know any of that. Yeah. You know. So you just speculate. But that's proof.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Like you said, it's so tricky to track some of that stuff down. Because when when was the um, when was the Fugitive Slave Act? When was
2: that? Was I believe I'm going to get this wrong. <laughs> I want to say 1754. Okay, so uh, but that's what I want to say. But that could have been when they did the census hmm. to find out how many slaves there were Yeah. in Massachusetts. The Indians and the French were really posing a problem with the British colonies. Yeah. They wanted to be able to recruit these people yeah. to help fight on the side of Britain, and then we had the George Bush family. They lived in Shrewsbury, and he was um, a black man from the Caribbean. He lived on the Gulf for a while. He came to Narragansett, Rhode Island, married, brought his children to Shrewsbury, bought land from Naham Ward, bought land from John Keys built farms, and his three sons served in the war against the Indians and the French, and they, none of them survived. Mm. So those records I found yeah. documented in yeah. the historian's office, too. <laughs> it was great. It was such fun. Yeah.
0: Wow. Wow, amazing Digging. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like looking for treasure, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Finding it.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Amazing stuff! Wow. Well, this has been great. Um, if anybody uh, just want to let everybody know that we do have a copy of your book and we do have the board game here, and both are uh, available to loan. So, if anybody wants to read the book, get the board game, and/or both, by all means, come on down here to the library. We'll get it for you.
1: And uh, and if anybody from Scholastic is listening, oh yeah, we know. Yeah, <laughs> we can we can make some connections here.
2: That would be fabulous. It's a great teacher's aid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Carol, thank you so much for being here today. Thank
2: you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah,
0: thank you, thank you. All right. Nice to meet you.
2: Nice to meet you also.
0: All right, everyone. So we have a bunch of really cool events happening in the month of June this year, and uh, we just we're gonna just go through a couple of highlights, some of the tip of the iceberg yeah, right here of yeah. some of the great there's, events that we there's, have.
1: There's always more
0: you can see on our calendar. Lots so. more, yeah, yeah. And so make sure you head over to our website and check out those calendars. Kicking it off now. It, it's summertime. It summertime is. at the library. It is. All right. The. Uh, it's the warm season, and uh, there's nothing better in the summer than summer reading.
1: Oh, yeah. sitting on I, lo- I love to sit on my porch with a book and just you know sit with my cats and just yeah. lounge out there yeah. on a sunny yeah. day. All right. So,
0: kicking it off, in the children's room, we have a summer reading kickoff party on June 22nd. It's going to be exciting. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. And summer reading itself officially starts on June 26th. Your kids can sign up on our Beanstack app, which is at shrewsburyma.beanstack.org. You can also do it in person, and uh, you can log all of your reading, all of your minutes, and there's lots of cool badges and weekly prizes you can get, and most importantly, the prize wheel is back again this year. Everybody loves that prize oh, wheel. You go downstairs and it's like a wheel of fortune, right? You spin the wheel and you see the fun stuff that you can win, including a really cool 3D printed toy made by Yours Truly.
1: <laughs> that's yep. that's one of the it's one of the most popular prizes. That, that the is the grand love, prize. The kids love the 3D printing <laughs> voucher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and backtracking a little bit to the, the kickoff party, yeah. some other exciting things, uh, we will be having all sorts of free snacks oh, and yeah. games. Um, there'll be giveaways. We're going to have uh, the kind of key, <laughs> not keynote, but the main uh, event is going to be a circus performance. Oh, a yeah. One-man right. circus performer. Uh, he's great. Uh, and we will have our local author showcase, who are our, our, our guest, Carol, will be joining us for that. We'll have about... Um, Fifteen or so local authors. So if you want to meet and greet with uh, with them, including Carol, including uh, our trustee April Jones Prince, um, that's always a, a really great turnout. It's a it's a fun day.
0: Awesome. Starting awesome.
1: At, at two o'clock. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool stuff. And then back to three D printing. Myself and uh, one of our librarians, Sarah, we are going to be doing a three D printing basics class and showcase for children. On June 29th at 3 o'clock, downstairs in the uh, in the children's program room. So if your kid is interested in doing CAD or 3D modeling or 3D printing in general, this is a great way for the youngins to really sort of dip their toes into the world of 3D printing. Um, Sierra and I have been doing this uh, over here for about a year, so, you know, we we're pretty versed in this <laughs> stuff by now, you know. Um, so we're going to be showing kids, you know, how it works. We're going to bring one of the printers down there, bring some uh, pre-printed uh, models so kids can uh, touch them and see what they feel like, what they, what these things are uh, supposed to do, a 3D printer's capabilities, what kind of stuff you can design on our uh, CAD programs. And uh, there'll just be a really good way for people just to, uh, you know, young people just to... Uh, get Get into this stuff for the first time if that's something that they're interested in. And, you know, honestly, having a three d printer downstairs, the kids, they think it's so cool. Oh, so yeah. I have so many parents that, uh, come up to me and say that their kids are so interested in this stuff. So it, it's again, it's a really great way for um, your kids to just come in and ask us questions and uh, get to really see what this stuff is all about.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I used to, <clears throat> I used to do that class back back in the day with the kids. Um, do you still do that? Do you let them get a free print if they attend the class?
0: Oh, is that's that... the plan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're so going to do a coupon kind of a yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So anybody
1: who attends the class gets to gets to print a, a free three D printed object. Yeah,
0: yeah. Cool stuff. And then, uh, again, it's summertime, so our Summer Crafternoons is back, uh, starting on uh, Friday, June 30th. Uh, You can just drop right in. No registration required. There's going to be a weekly theme involved. It's going to be cool stuff. So, yeah, kids love all the the crafty stuff. And then heading over to uh, Teens on uh, June 6th at 6.30, our uh, YMCA Youth Corps is going on there, uh, we have a partnership with the YMCA. Um, it's sort of a leadership program for our high school students. Uh, it's a four-week program uh, to get involved in all kinds of different uh, leadership training, job readiness skills, CPR, first aid training. So, uh, if your uh, high school uh, uh, teen is interested in that kind of thing, it's a great way to get into it uh, to get involved. And then also. Um, if your teen is interested in doing a uh, this kind of neat uh, like a drum the circle, drum circle that's yeah. cool. Yeah, you know? we've done that a few times before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's happening on Friday, June 30th at two o'clock. That should be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then over to our adult programs yeah. again. There's, there's so many going on yeah. as always. This is we're just giving you a handful right here. This is just a a, a little tasting of uh, of what's going on here in June. And summers are always very popular. Yeah, the summer is very busy evenings. here. I mean, some could say, hey, it's because we have great air conditioning in here, sure. <laughs> but we also have a, a tremendous amount of awesome programs. Yeah. It's just an awesome place to be. If you can't be down in the Cape, you should be here. Yeah. All right? That's what I have to say. Do you want, so, uh, you want me to do the adult program? Oh, programs? sure, sure. All yeah. right. All right. So, uh,
1: yeah. So on, on Tuesday, June 6th, uh, from 7 to 8 p.m., we are going to have a local performer, Matt York. He's going to offer his program, Johnny Cash Songs and Stories, uh, where he kind of musically goes through the career of Johnny Cash from the 50s uh, until his passing in 2003. Uh, Matt's done a few other concerts here for us before. They're they're very well attended. He's a very talented guy. Um, and this is sponsored by, oh gosh, I'm going to forget. It's either the Mass Cultural Council or the Shrewsbury Cultural Council. It's on the calendar. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of our local cultural. They're all kind of connected, but... Um, the, the Cultural Council sponsor that. They, they are very supportive of those kind of things. Yeah. Um, and then on uh, Thursday, June 8th at 7, uh, we are going to have Justice uh, Dennis Curran back to give the third of his series of three lectures about uh, the law. He will be presenting Hollywood and the Courtroom, The Anatomy of a Trial. And what he's going to do for that, he'll have a presentation with uh, a bunch of short clips, video clips of different courtroom scenes from popular films. And he's going to kind of go in and dissect and talk about, you know, what's accurate, what's inaccurate. Um, all of his lectures have been super, super re- well received. It's the, uh, the folks who went to them, he did that, uh, the true crime one about the murder at Harvard. Um, he did a, a one about Lincoln and Lincoln's history with Massachusetts and everybody who attended loved them. So that's going to be a really fun program, I think. I think that's, I, I. think this will probably be the most popular of the three just because it's, you know, dealing with film and, yeah, and cinema. Yeah. That should be good. Yeah. And then uh, Monday, June 12th at 7, we are going to have an evening with Travel Channel's Ronnie LeBlanc. Expedition Bigfoot. <laughs> Very excited so, uh, about this one. Yeah, yeah. No, this is going to be really cool. Yeah. So, Ronnie, he he did. Um, I think he just did a similar presentation with the Senior Center uh, a few months back that was really well attended. Um, so, yeah, he he is the uh, the host of Expedition Bigfoot uh, and Paranormal Caught on Camera for Travel Channel and Discovery Plus, Plus. Uh, and he's going to talk about some paranormal hotspots and just kind of the uh, the Bigfoot, the Bigfoot situation, he's going to yeah. give us an update on Bigfoot. Yeah. If anybody's yeah. seen him yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's going to be a really fun program. I think that
0: that's probably going to get booked up real fast. I Stuff so. like that is, yeah. is really popular. Yeah. So.
1: so if you haven't already, yeah, that's a good point, Dana. If you haven't already, uh, make sure you register for these programs through yeah. our,
0: our online calendar, or you can give us a call at the library. We'll take care of yeah, it for you. Yeah. And again, uh, feel free to just check out all of our calendars. Yep up on our website at uh, shoesburypubliclibrary.org. So with that said, we're going to start uh, calling it we're going to wrap it up here, gonna start wrap calling it up. a day. As always, I really want to thank Shrewsbury Media Connection for supplying us with the podcast recording gear to do this show. You can always go to their website at shoesburymediaconnection.org. I always want to thank, thank our uh, our composer Philip Zhang, for creating our awesome podcast it's a great,
1: It's a great song.
0: Yeah. And as always, if you want to get in touch with us right over here at 609 Main Street, right in the center of town, give us a buzz at 508-841-8609. Head over to our website at shoesbredpepperlibrary.org. Or if you want to just shoot us a quick email about anything, go to splreference at org. Well, that should do it for this show. This has been Dana. I'm Mike. And we got to thank Carol Baker for hanging out with us today.
2: <laughs> thank you, guys.
0: All right. Until next time, we'll see you later. Have a great month, everybody.